Hey, hey, welcome to LDS Transitions. So, um, yesterday I signed into Facebook after a couple days, and I'm not sure exactly when this was posted or not, but Cody Young, someone I highly admire for his integrity and as well as his family, uh, shared a, a picture of Prophet uh, President Russell M. Nelson holding uh, a hat, um, uh, and it is a still-framed picture of a, of a video that the church has put out and talking about the translation process. Um, so I looked at the video myself and tried to get a little bit of context around it. This is a, a triggering situation for those that have transitioned because this isn't something that we were taught about growing up whatsoever. And now they make it sound so normal. So, uh, so hey, yeah, it's always been this way. And, you know, this is, this is how we're telling it now. You know, he's not trying on what may have been a replica of, you know, the the Urim and Thummim, which we were talked about, how there's uh, some sort of breastplate and and uh, glasses and, and whatnot for the Urim and Thummim, an ancient artifact per se. Uh, instead, he picks up a white hat as Joseph Smith used to, to block out um, to block out the light and so that he could see the seer stone and what it says. He doesn't talk about the origin of the seer stone. Um, he doesn't talk about much at all, but he wants us to take it on uh, faith that you know that's how God. Uh, communicated with Joseph Smith in the translation process. And my concern with that is that the narrative's changed. And I don't have any direct references to it, but if I remember right, people that talked about the Seer Stone uh, and published stuff about the Seer Stone 20, 20 plus years ago they were threatened or excommunicated. Um, if I remember right, there's been references to prophets in the near distant past that have talked about uh, the Seer Stone. It's like they didn't know how to use it. Um, I've yet to hear of anything modern day since Joseph Smith of anyone using the Seer Stone for any sort of communication or translation process. Um, and so if if God is to use that, then great. And, you know, people, people say, well, we've got cell phones, we've got technology, we've got the Internet. Uh, so God, uh, you know, has, has provided these things for us um, as revelation. Okay, so I can go and use the internet and consider that a source of truth. Uh, 
or I get a message on my cell phone, do I now consider that source of truth and possibly from God? Is there an app for that that allows you direct communication with God, that helps in finding answers, in finding truth, in communicating with God? Does God have a cell phone? Does the 5G um, or 4G technology help with that communication to God? If so, I'm sure NSA has got a, is recording everything they can as far as that communication. And uh, I'm sure the government's, you know, got a tapped in direct line to, to God. So, yes, that's, that's a bit of sarcasm. And, but the, the thing is, is that you're expecting me to have faith and trust in something that 20 years ago you wouldn't have claimed this. And so your narrative is changing. But you also consider yourself a prophet. Or are you only a global faith leader? Which is it? I have bishops and stake presidents and teachers and my wife that believe in a very literal stance of truth and that prophets won't lead us astray, that we have all truth for the restoration in these latter days. But yet everything falls apart. My my point isn't to say, hey, I'm right, the church is wrong. My point is, is that those that step away from the church for things that they can't reconcile, for things that they can't resolve, that the church isn't providing a bridge of narratives to help people feel safe, and those that choose to move on from the narrative or to hold a different narrative, or to throw the narrative out entirely, they no longer are safe in the community. They no longer are safe to be who they're becoming in their belief and their faith and their spirituality or lack of. Um, so what, what, does this have to, what does this have to do? with keeping families together. So uh, I had a little bit of anxiety yesterday because I was out and about um, and uh, I don't get um, to treat myself very often. And so on one of my errands, um, I was probably about an hour away from home on one of my errands, I uh, saw Krispy Kreme, and I'm like, oh, Krispy Kreme sells coffee, don't they? Hmm, I could do a Krispy Kreme. I haven't had that for ever, so got a couple donuts, got a Krispy Kreme, and then I got a, a latte. Yeah, not a real, uh, not a real coffee, right? But, hey. Is uh, is good, and I spilled a little on my shirt, and I'm like, oh crap! And I uh, so I spilled a little bit of a uh, 
um, <laughs> of hand sanitizer on my shirt in hopes to disguise the smell, but the smell was pretty bad. <laughs> so I'm getting home and, you know, part of not smelling like coffee is, uh, <laughs> is putting, uh, changing my shirt and putting my other shirt in the laundry. And my wife didn't say anything last night, so I think I, <laughs> I got it slid past. Um, but it's just sad that my communication as far as beliefs or change of and me having a coffee every once in a while um, is, uh, isn't good, you know. Uh, I, I think it's more of a little bit of a rebellion. Um, I, I like lattes. Um, maybe that's... Hey, I'm not drinking it dark, right? Um, so, um, but, uh, anyway, um, as I was driving home, I, I noticed a car that had a BYU sticker as well as a BYU-Idaho sticker on it, and as I was getting on the freeway, the freeway was diverging to east and west, and the car went, went east, and... And I was right near them. I was a little bit behind them. But I held up my finger and gave them the birdie. Not because of the individuals, but because of the organization. And they didn't see me. I was behind them, and they were moving right, and I was moving left. But it's a little bit of a freedom of expression. I can't express myself to anybody freely to be safe where I am. I'm upset at the church. I'm upset at the organization. And I hate that I have to play nice and my feelings have to be ignored. And so I have my little rebellious of me being able to verbalize by having a latte and giving the bird um, I had no idea who these people are. I have no problems with them. Um, my, I have two brothers that are True Blue BYU fans, and um, BYU Idaho. You know, I know you're not True Blue, but uh, <laughs> you're still BYU, even if you are the liberal BYU. But uh, it's it's a journey to transition. And it's painful. And the most painful part is that I don't have the freedom to believe and the safety without jeopardizing my family relations. I can't say, hey, family, guess what? I'm out and, you know, I'm not going to participate in these specific ordinances or this or that or the other and I can't do that I don't have the freedom to not participate without judgment without being kicked out of my house if you will so I'm processing this is this is me processing my my grief, my trauma, my triggers.
I hope you have somewhere safe that you can process, that you can feel safe, that you can feel free to be you, the best of you. So take care, y'all.